Hello everyone, welcome to the Fossa Basa podcast. This is your host Shubham. I have with me Aniket and our apologies for not being able to uh, launch or release new episodes, but we'll be, Aniket was traveling and I was a bit busy, uh, but we'll be trying our best to, to be more frequent with releases. Aniket, let us get started with the hottest and biggest news of the evening or of the, you know, of the week. Uh, our captain, Sergio Busquets, the maestro, the probably the best CDM who has who has graced the game of football, uh, surely the the most you know uh, the player with most grace, Sergio Busquets is leaving Barcelona at the end of the season. I mean, it's it's uh, somehow we knew that it might happen, but it has uh, it has come. You know, we have finally reached to that point, and it has hit quite hard, Aniket. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Shubham. Uh, to be honest, uh, Busquets leaving is actually a moment of uh, happiness and moment of uh, tears as well. Because I do, I know I am a big biggest fan of Busquets. I have praised him always on the pitch, even if he performed not up to his mark. Because he was the master of his uh, of his skills. Uh, I mean, there is no other Barcelona player who had skills as Busquets had in the in that particular position. Uh, which is a very crucial one for Barcelona. So, I am a little bit saddened by him leaving, but I am happy that he would make some space for youngsters. Uh, that would give some chance to Frankie de Jong to be on that position. And, of course, the youngsters uh, will get some chance uh, to play on that position. So, I am quite happy about that. But a legend leaving, uh, that is a sad moment for the team and for me and for all the Barcelona fans, for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, I'm quite happy because the the game that Barcelona have been playing in the in the recent past, you know, uh, it was nowhere somehow because mm. uh, Busquets was a perfect midfielder, let's say for uh, you know coaching maestros like Pep Guardiola or you know uh, Tito Villanova. Uh, but since last last few years, we somehow Barcelona have lost their identity. So now mm. we don't have that beautiful kind of a game. We are still struggling. So, we are in that transition phase where uh, I think we are not even here or there. And I think to yeah. transition in, a, in in one of the most purest forms, you need to say goodbye to a legend. And this is... Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, we will be winning the league, hopefully. And him being the captain, I think that could be a really, uh, probably, you know, the best possible departure for him. That under yeah. his captaincy, Barcelona won their... Like, won... Uh, the league after I think four years, so you know it's it's a great moment for him personally. Uh, of course, we don't have any official confirmation as of now. Uh, mm. The report suggests that he is gonna communicate. I mean, he has already communicated to Xavi, but tomorrow he will communicate to Xavi or with Xavi uh, officially, and then uh, the the official announcement online is expected. So. Yeah. Let us see what happens, uh, but uh, certainly we are on a roll this summer because, you know, so much is happening. And Aniket and all the fans of FC Barcelona, let me remind you that with uh, Sergio Busquets gone, if Leo Messi does not come back, our first captain is, brace yourself, Sergi Roberto. Yes. Yep. So, you know, think about it. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, our last episode, which was like a month back, or I guess probably more than a month back, was on El Clasico uh, in La Liga, where Barcelona beat Real Madrid 
two to one where Kesi was, you know, Kesi was one of those unusual heroes. But since then, Aniket, so much has happened. Uh, Barcelona went to the first leg, sorry, went to the second leg of Copa del Rey semi-final uh, with a 1-0 lead, uh, you know, which they took uh, at Santiago Bernabeu. And the second leg was supposed to be at Camp Nou. Um, you know, Aniket... Uh, a win uh, at Camp Nou, sorry, a win at um, Santiago Bernabeu, then, then yeah. a La Liga win at Camp Nou, it paved the perfect way for Barcelona to take again the opportunity back from Real Madrid to reach uh, this, the finals of Copa del Rey. But unfortunately, uh, Real Madrid were too good for Barcelona. They thrashed the Los Blancos, thrashed Blaugrana 4-0 with a brilliant hat-trick from you know brilliant player Benzema as he is uh, and the great performance by Vinicius you know we hate to admit that but he was both of them were brilliant on that day uh, Anike, this is a, the usual story right like uh, <laughs> B- Barcelona don't just lose the game they somehow go on to lose the whole plot of the season so yeah. you know it's it's the mentality the broken losers mentality failure mentality uh, I don't know, like, you know, maybe Real Madrid should teach Barcelona some bits and pieces about how to how to maintain those nerves, you know, you know. Either maintain those nerves or the dressing room atmosphere, I would say. If, if by any chance, if the dressing room atmosphere of Real Madrid that comes into Barcelona's dressing room, then it might be a whole different story for Barcelona. But as of now, the team morale in... Uh, the team's morale in the dressing room, I don't think it's it consists of that energy, that strength to win or even that uh, hunger to win. I think that hunger to win is lacking. But when it comes to mm-hmm. Real Madrid, uh, their team, they do have it. Uh, even actually in today's game, they had that hunger to win. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So today, it the, the game was against uh, Manchester City, Real Madrid versus Manchester City, UCL game. We can see in that game, we can see the hunger in their players' eyes and their game of play. So, I don't know. That thing is completely lacking from Barcelona squad. I thought bringing on Danny Alves uh, for a season or half could uh, could make the difference and could improve the team's morale or something like that. And even a uh, legend like Xavi could have uh, imparted some of his... Uh, legendary captaining skills or his morale to the team but until this time that has not happened so I don't know what will it take for Barcelona to regain their confidence to regain their morale but it needs to be there Uh, otherwise the team's Otherwise, the team is going to be performing just like this in big games or in big matches they are going to get beaten by the other teams yeah so that is the case, I believe. Yeah. But anyways, after those uh, goalless draws for Barcelona, following the Copa del Rey knockout, uh, first against Girona at home and later against Getafe uh, in an away game. In the Girona game, it seemed like the Barcelona players could have played the whole day without being without scoring a goal, being goalless. So, I don't know what was happening in that game, but it was such a disgrace to watch that game. Uh, I was like, nope, I'm done watching this game. I just shut off my uh, laptop and I just went away uh, without even completing the game. 
Yeah, it's the usual story, isn't it? Like when Barcelona, as, as I just mentioned in my previous monologue, is Barcelona don't just lose the game, they somehow go and lose the plot. It yeah. happens every single end of the season. Like last last season as well, uh, we were quite close to winning the league and we, you know, mm-hmm. we just wanted to win. And, you know, with those Xavi's famous words, like every single game is a is a final for us. And Xavi and it never happened. Yeah, no, it yeah, so Xavi and his men have lost in every single final. So it mm. it's it, it mm. seemed like history is history is repeating itself and uh, then came the title deciding game against Atletico de Madrid uh, mm. at Camp Nou. Uh, so you know the nerves were like so stressed, but Barca came with an equal character which was required for, you know, to to prove to the world that no Barcelona deserve to be yeah. at the top of the top of the league and also deserve to win that league. Uh, the mm-hmm. score sheet read 1-0 to Barcelona, uh, but the performance by the, the Blaugranas were much more than that 1-0 win. I'm yeah. still extremely crazy about how Lewandowski could not pass that ball to Rafinha <laughs> when Rafinha was just standing alone in front of an empty net. It still makes me mad because, you know, it was it would have been a cushion, a great cushion for Barcelona to, to you know, to uh, walk off the pitch after the Atletico de Madrid game. Uh, but in the end, it didn't matter uh, because Barcelona took all three points. And I think that was kind of a turning point for uh, Real Madrid, Barcelona and even Atletico Madrid who thought for some time that they are still in the in the title race. Yeah. But I think the reason that uh, Real Madrid recent, uh, you know, in the in the recent um, times, Real Madrid has dropped its form. It's because I think everyone knows that Barcelona are on their way, you know, to to win their league in the last four years. Hmm. So after that beautiful game against Atletico de Madrid, they lost to Rayo, uh, and I mean, I don't have any words to describe that game because. Yeah. Losing to Rayo is not what we expected after such a such an amazing game which they had against uh, Atletico de Madrid. But uh, in favor of Barcelona, Real Madrid also kept dropping points uh, with their three consecutive losses in uh, three con- consecutive uh, matches they lost against Villarreal, Girona, and Real Sociedad. And yeah. after that game, Chavismen secured two crucial victories against Betis and Osasuna. Uh, one of the important highlights of the Betis game was a 15-year-old uh, Lamin Yaman became the youngest player to debut for Barcelona in the 21st century. He is just an amazing player. He was on the pitch for approximately 9 to 10 minutes, but almost scored a goal uh, and pre-assisted uh, for one goal. So. I would like to watch this youngster, man, uh, in Barcelona's uh, main team. Yeah, he, his nine minutes were genuinely brilliant. I mean, yeah. I I just could not take my eyes off, you know, whenever he had ball. Yeah. And to further stronger Barcelona's uh, conquest in the La Liga this season, if Barcelona could win the Sunday's match against Espanyol, they would be uh, they would be conquering the title for La Liga in this season, and it will actually be a huge blow for Espanyol if they lose this match as at their home. Uh, to be honest, and their team would be actually relegated to Segunda Division, so that would be a huge blow for Espanyol fans if Barcelona yeah. 
uh, wins the match on uh, on 14th of May. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting because uh, seeing Espanyol fans crying because they are relegated and also seeing their bitterest rivals winning the league on their stadium it's going to be it's going to be it, it is going to be an interesting match. Yeah. So, Anikesh, would you go on to expect the lineup? What do you think? Uh, how Xavi would line up in that Espanyol game? Yeah, I think the lineups would be pretty much uh, Lewandowski, Rafinha, and Gavi in the attacking line. Diong, Busquets, and uh, Pedri would be in the midfield. Balde, Christensen, Araujo, Kunde as the defense uh, defenders, and Tostegan starting as our goalkeeper. I think that would that would be the best suitable lineup for Xavi playing four three three. Yeah, especially uh, you know in in such a hostile kind of an atmosphere against Espanyol, because yeah. that that game is not gonna be beautiful. That game is gonna be mm-hmm. bloody, brutal. You know, strongest will win. So I think selection of Gavi is physical because yeah. uh, Espanyol has nothing to lose and Barca has everything to lose. So we are not expecting a good game from Espanyol. They would be fighting, fighting, fighting. And you know how Espanyol players play the game. So, it would be most of the tackles and those shoulders going there and there. I just hope that the refereeing in that game is is unbiased. Mm-hmm. Let's see yeah. how it proceeds. Yeah. But off the pitch, Aniket, you know, okay, uh, I hope that we, we can win the win the league uh, this, this weekend. But off the yeah. pitch... Barcelona fans faced a huge bombazo as uh, it was announced that Matteo Alemani, uh, Barcelona's uh, director of football, will leave at the end of the season, uh, you know, to join Aston Villa. That That's, I mean, he, he was like a messy kind of a signing, you know, for, for the sporting structure. And uh, yep. stra- strange thing is on 29th of April, uh, while talking to one of the media outlets, I think it was Movie Star, uh, he mentioned that it's going to be an interesting summer. I can tell you that. And literally three days later, on 2nd of May, it was announced that he was leaving. I genuinely cannot understand this club. There has to be a drama in every single thing. You know, it was... Uh, yep. I don't... Like, I don't... Genuinely, when when you Anike, as you know, when we were discussing what to talk in this episode, because we have missed quite a lot in last one month, uh, we had so much things you know to discuss, and we just had to cut down onto specifics which were quite important because so much happens at this club. You know, it's 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 unbelievable. It's impossible to cover everything. You know, like whatever happened in the previous month. Uh, apparently, Matteo Alemani was not happy with the renewal deals of uh, Roberto, uh, Busquets, Dembele. He was also yeah. not in the favor of Messi's arrival. Uh, mm-hmm. To be honest, if you ask me about, you know, the situation uh, about Messi's arrival, of course, as a Barcelona fan, as a Messi fan, you know, I, I, I will admit, and not just as a Barcelona fan, but as a football fan in general, uh, I will admit that Messi is the best possible thing which has happened to the game of football. And, you know, he's the best player in the history to touch uh, a football ball or a football, basically. Uh, but he is 35 years old. And if his arrival, or not just if, you know, because we need to uh, we need to present or Barcelona need to present this 
a viability plan of 200 million euros to La Liga, uh, mm-hmm. and apparently 100 million uh, are already reached because the because of the departure of Griezmann, PK, uh, and and so on. And I think they they want 100 million more, uh, and that will be achieved via the sale of Rafinha and Ansu. So I am really not in the favor because even if Messi comes. Okay, I'm I'm all for last dance, you know, like Messi will come and there could be last opportunity for him to win the Champions League, sure. But I don't believe that you can win Champions League in one season, especially at Barcelona. It might happen at Chelsea, it might happen at Bayern Munich, it will it happens every season at Real Madrid. It will not happen at Bayern Munich. Uh, it will not happen at Barcelona. Barcelona is a slow club, you know. Uh, it needs time. It needs growth. And to to stop that growth by re rearrival of Messi, I will sort of go on to support Matteo Alemani in this aspect. But anyway, uh, more news suggests that Alemani and Xavi were not on the same page, which resulted in his departure. Uh, media houses have started showing Alemani in a bad light, and we must mm-hmm. genuinely stop this, Aniket. Uh, Matteo Alemani. Uh, completed 20 signings uh, and 34 departures in two seasons for Barcelona and has been instrumental in directing Barca's comeback. You know, Barca could not yep. come back, so, let's say, in yep. in Champions League or Europa League, uh, but reaching semi-finals in Copa del Rey, uh, winning the Supercopa uh, and, you know, winning the league. It's it's a great achievement to be honest, you know, because Madrid are really strong, and we can see how they they controlled Manchester City today. So Alemani and also some of his no, sorry to cut down here, Shubham, but uh, renewing negotiating with some of the players is one of his skills, uh, oh. which I think no one basically no one has those kind of skills at Barcelona. That's for sure. Because yeah. we got Utiti, not not got actually, we reduced his salary for so long, uh, by so far, and got him for so long time. So, mm. I don't know if someone would have that negotiating skills in Barcelona. Yeah, I I don't think so as well. Uh, yeah. And another another aspect is uh, that uh, what I was saying that you know the Spanish media houses have started showing him in bad light, and. Mm. This is what I genuinely don't like about uh, Laporta. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of Laporta and his passion and, you know, this, his, uh, let's say, emotion and connection with the club. But one thing which I genuinely don't like about Laporta is as soon as you disagree with Laporta, you have to leave. There is no, I mean, he there's some somewhat kind of an autocracy and uh, mm. it, I'm I, I'm really not happy with, you know, with Spanish media outlets, how they have... Uh, they have been tarnishing the image of Matteo Alemani. So, as fans, we respect him, and you know, let us let us wish him best of luck for his new endeavor with Aston Villa. I would Could just you... like to remind you yep. guys some of uh, Matteo Alemani's tasks before he before he is leaving Barcelona. Uh, number one, he registered the contracts of Araujo, Gavi, Alonso, and Sergio Roberto. Number two, renewable. He, he has to. He has to register. They, those are not registered as of now. No, no. But these are the tasks which he has to complete yeah. before leaving, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the renewal, con- renewal, renewal of contracts of Balde, Dembele, uh, Iñaki Pena, and uh, as we said, uh, Lamal Yamin. Uh, so these would be his crucial tasks to renew the contracts of these players. 
and the last task would be would include selling of the players uh, and the club hopes to achieve revenues of 100 million so these three are the important tasks number 1 is selling the players number 2 is renewal of contracts and number 3 is registration of key players so mm. these tasks would he would be completing before leaving barcelona that yeah. is for sure yeah and you know i would just like to point out uh, that we can have a look at his record at barcelona in 2021 alemani became the part of the la porta project Uh, he was the football director of Barcelona, and he was asked to do three objectives. First one was reduce the wage bill because we had a huge voluminous uh, wage bill. Second was mm. to create better margins to help register players, which which still is an ongoing task clearly. Uh, <laughs> and then C was bring money to club, which is also an ongoing task. Uh, yeah. But you know he has done a wonderful job in in trying to mm. assemble a great. competitive squad for chavi because you can you know you you look at the squads which were selected year ago or two years ago uh, you know which play for barcelona and when you look at now on paper barcelona squad is so strong and uh, yeah. like for example one of the examples as you mentioned that umtiti umtiti's contract was uh, lengthened so that he will be paid same amount of money but uh within you know span of more number of years so that barcelona will save money every year and this is how it helped uh clubs like uh, italian club like lice let's say to uh, to take him on loan to you know to take some part of salary so that mm. ferran ferran could be brought in you know and then another such example was that uh, he was not in favor of uh, renewal of dembele because dembele's agent was you know asking for a uh, ridiculous amount of bonuses and salaries and what not uh, yeah. but but because of chavi's you know uh, let's say insistence of of dembele's renewal alemani renewed dembele but not at any cost you know he he did it for the benefit of barcelona lower salary no ridiculous bonuses as i mentioned and lower number of years because of dembele's injury record he negotiated the, the arrivals of uh, Uh, Christensen, which is you know who who has become an uh, untouchable player at Barcelona currently, uh, Kounde, Lewandowski, Rafinha, you know Rafinha has been instrumental in Barcelona's attacking, especially when Dembele was injured. Uh, so he has really done a great job, you know, and I am really uh, happy, uh, you know, that uh, a a man like uh, Matteo Rebani has worked for Barcelona. and i just hope that he is he he gets more and more success in his new endeavor uh deco is previous former barcelona player uh, who mm. is actually uh, an an agent of rafini as well uh, is one of the options considered by barca to to replace uh, not directly alemani uh, but the report suggests that if deco joins uh, he would take J- jordi craif's role and jordi craif mm. who is the sporting director of barcelona will take uh, alemani's role of director of football so so much is going to happen you know sergio busquets has is leaving messi might come might not come because there are reports that uh, al hilal which is like uh, uh, the the rival club of uh, ronaldo's al nasser in saudi arabia has offered messi I think four hundred million, million euros yeah, per season. Euros. 
So yeah. uh, I, I think uh, I mean Messi. We know that he won't go for those four hundred million, but you know that's a ridiculous amount of money. So that's crazy there, money. Yeah. yeah. So with Alemani gone, we don't know who is gonna come in. Uh, you know, we need to still look at players like you know to to look for what happens with Ansu Fati, uh, to see if Pablo Torre can get some minutes, to see if Nico Williams can come back, to see if Abde can come back, to see if Carrasco will really come to Barcelona to play under Xavi, to see if Gundogan can play. It's it's gonna be a crazy summer. So I just hope that Barcelona fans are braced up, you know, having their seat belts on on this ride. It is really going to be a crazy summer, as you said, Shubham. Uh, one of the reports is uh, telling us that uh, Messi's agent, his father, Jorge Messi, had announced that the deal with that club, the Saudi Arabian club, is not on the table as of now. They are not considering to go there, but it's not. The decision has not been made final. Hmm. They still have the offer from the club, but they haven't made any decision as of now. Yeah, so that was and, one part. You know, I just need to mention that the name of the club is really funny, Al Hilal. That's just <laughs> sorry, sorry. You can continue. <laughs> yeah, Al Hilal. So, uh, as we are talking about Messi, let me tell you one more thing about uh, Messi and his departure and his arrival to Barcelona. Barcelona know that Tebas will be giving the red light. to validate message return as long as they achieve their 100 million uh, in sales in the form of uh, Ansu Fati and Rafinha Tebas sees Messi's return with good eyes he wants to see the best player in the world to play in La Liga again and actually the project with Barcelona is that they would be giving some percentage of uh, what he generates uh, in in revenue in return Uh, in his salary so that is what the m- main plan is so i think tebas would be giving red light and messi would be having a green light to come to barcelona so let's see how it goes how the player negotiates the contract and deals like that but there is an option that messi would be coming to barcelona next yeah. season yeah uh, jordi alba does does not intend to leave barca uh, he has a huge amount of salary Uh, so i think mm-hmm. he is not even open to negotiate uh, decrement in his salary and he wants to fulfill the remaining year of his contract levendowski has a great relationship with ilke gunwan and has been telling him how happy he is after joining the club uh, last summer so he is influencing his decision uh the time is only one who will tell us uh, what gunwan decides but as of now levendowski is trying to influence his decision that's for sure Well, I genuinely don't understand Gundogan. You know, I genuinely don't. He plays at Manchester City under Pep Guardiola. He is the captain of Manchester City. He gets to play every single minute at Manchester City. Why? 
Why? I mean, I am a, I am, as you know, listeners might feel that I am not a fan of Barcelona. I am a fan of Barcelona. <laughs> but why would you come to Barcelona in this situation? You know, so Barcelona. And that too, after leaving, after leaving your captain position there, after leaving Pep Guardiola yeah. there. So that yeah. those are the two interesting facts. Yeah, for me, I guess, I guess if, if he wins uh, Champions League this season, then he, he might have won or he will have won or he would have won, you know, depending upon what you look at or how you look at, he would have won four to five leagues, uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. English Premier Leagues. Uh, I think uh, infinite number of uh, Carabao Club Cups and, you know, those FA Cups and whatnot, you know, it is just like, uh, champ- and Champions League is the last puzzle that he he needs to win. And I think probably after that, he might see Barcelona as as a new adventure, probably for his family, you know. Uh, of course, he will he will be able to win uh, La Liga. He there's, There might mm-hmm. be a chance to play with Messi. So, I can see the upsides, but, you know, just, 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 just you know, pointing out the objective facts here. Yeah. And the fact that he would be losing a little bit of his salary when he comes to Barcelona because Barcelona is not in any position to offer him the salary which he has at Manchester City. Yeah. Uh, Uruguayan, uh, you know, crack or, or a very talented youngster, Fabrizio Diaz is available for 6 million euros. The foundations mm-hmm. of the deal are laid, but it remains to be seen if Barca decide to take this, the, the final step and complete the deal. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, uh, as of now, he's at Chelsea, but he stated that he would like to return to Barcelona, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, so and so he's far, also he's, interested to join the team. Yeah, he he would be a good player, but I don't know, you know, yeah, how how it happens because we are struggling with registering our current <laughs> players. So let's see. Uh, Ansu Fati's departure has cooled down because of his strong desire to continue at Barcelona. Uh, to be honest, I I don't want him to be sold because he is Barca's number ten. And it is genuinely mm-hmm. an insult to sell Barcelona's number 10. So, I would say that it would be good to keep him for one season or maybe he could be loaned out to a club like Betis. Or actually, sorry, sorry, he, he wouldn't go to Betis because he, he has a Sevilla background. So, you know, he can go back to Sevilla per se or, you know, Valencia or uh, let's say clubs like uh, 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 Rayo Vallecano, who plays like, you know, attacking, counter-attacking football. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he can come back, you know, like Abde or uh, those players, you know, who, who are like back with confidence. So, I really loaned know. out as of now. Yeah. yeah. So, as you mentioned about Deco, Shubham, Deco will arrive in Barcelona on Tuesday to negotiate his role and terms of his contract, which would run until 2026. The former Portuguese international is aware that in order to accept his position at Barcelona, he might first resign from being player agent. So, that is his clause to join Barcelona, but of course, uh, a valid clause. Barcelona plan to sit down with Marc Anteta Stegen and Frankie de Jong to discuss salary cuts. In exchange, the club would, of, of course, you know, extend their contract as they did with Umtiti uh, for two or two or three seasons, making them to earn, you know, for longer time, but uh, but less per season, uh, which will help with the, the FFP. Yeah. 
Next one coming is Iniago Martinez will sign for two seasons with a salary similar to one he is currently earning at Athletic Club. Uh, around 9 million euros he has directly passed his medical uh, barcelona have assured him that his registration will not be an issue but there's a loan clause just in case if he cannot register yeah i i love this player i genuinely love this player he i mean i i wouldn't be kidding if i wanted or i desired his his arrival since you know 2014 he when the the time he used to play for real sociedad i love this player so i would really be be looking at his arrival with you know, with both arms uh, mm. you know just lying there so uh, with uh, discussing about young players who who are leaving uh, ferran torres doesn't want to leave as well in the summer uh, the winger <laughs> wants to do a proper pre-season for barcelona with barcelona for for the first time and show his worth next season i mean uh, it's understandable that because first time he came in november uh, when xavi had you know come Uh, to replace uh, Koeman, uh, then last summer he was injured, so he could not do first season or like pre-season with, with Xavi. So there, yeah, he he might have this desire, but I don't see that there would be any difference. To be honest, I would see his. Uh, I will be happy if we can loan him out uh, to clubs like Atletico de Madrid or you know Valencia, his former club, uh, so that he can regain his form and then sell him. at some money yeah true even i was expecting that we could play him for half a season and then sell him in in the winter window but uh, yeah but he happy. will he, he will not regain his form at barcelona that's for sure yeah you, that's what i don't know that's what i, I will, don't know i uh, can I, i can easily make this uh, prediction that ferran torres <laughs> will never you know i i look at look in my eyes ferran torres will never be successful at barcelona ever you know this is this is the prediction that i make and i will stand by this prediction forever okay so moving on uh, tottenham hotspots have asked barcelona uh, for frank cassier barca want more than 25 million for this player so let's see how it goes Yeah, Marcus Alonso doesn't plan of leaving Barcelona. I mean, I have, I think I have got all the players who don't want to leave Barcelona, <laughs> and you, you are getting like you know new players and that and this. Okay, so Marcus Alonso does not plan on leaving Barcelona. The conclusion of the meeting between his agent and President Laporta uh, was that he will play uh, as a left back, uh, you know, as a as a backup to Balde and Jordi Alba has further, uh, you know. downgraded his position as a backup to Marcos Alonso uh, because mm. uh, Inigo Martinez will will be playing as a as a center back next season yeah Victor Rock has agreed to wait for Barcelona and park uh, interest from uh, another club his fee is 35 to 40 millions with payments possible in installment so we have been telling about Victor Rock since i don't know since a month or so but yeah. now that the now that we know the fees and we know the terms of his uh, contract that it can be uh, it can be made in installments let's see how barcelona proceeds with that yep xavi insists on getting uh, uh, juan foyt argentine international who plays with villarreal uh, barca have come with a plan 
that they want to include Nico Gonzalez into operation to make it cheaper. So the possible signing amount could be Nico Gonzalez plus 30 million euros. But I I don't see this happening, to be honest. Uh, mm. I don't see Villarreal negotiating. Hmm. Next one coming coming is Sofian Amrabat is the best positioned pivot to join Barcelona in the summer, especially after the departure of Sergio Busquets. I would I would love if this happens. I mean, this is the best kind of transfer that we were we would be looking at, you know, because with all due respect to Sergio Busquets and you know his grace and his octopus legs and you know, uh, it's beautiful. But yeah, we are we cannot afford to play beautiful football anymore because we we simply don't have the skills. So yeah. you know we are we cannot just play football to generate some five minutes highlights. You know, to be honest, we need serious players who can win a serious games. And Sofian Amrabat is the perfect pivot. You know, if he mm. if he if he mm. if he joins, you know, if he joins with Frankie Diong. Uh, with a centre-back partnership uh, behind him as Araujo Christensen and in front of him, Gavi. Just imagine, you know, that those, those five five people, they would give such a freedom to Pedri and yeah. Messi, let's say, yeah. to play. So, it's yeah. going to be an amazing signing and I hope that it's, it's fulfilled. Uh, and the last one that we have here is Villarreal are in a good position to sign Pablo Torre. Uh, on loan for next season. I hope that this really happens because I really like Pablo Torre and I don't mm. see him getting minutes at Barcelona because I, th- I yeah. don't know why Xavi don't rate him currently or doesn't, sorry, doesn't <laughs> rate him. So, yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, we had so many news to consider. We we could not even cover so many news which is still lying there. Uh, but I, we are very sorry to, to all the listeners that we could not come with an episode. Uh, but... Uh, have some faith. We will be, you know, back next week as well. We will be analyzing. We will be analyzing the game against Espanyol, and hopefully, we will be victorious and we'll be, you know, cheering campeones, campeones, ole, ole, ole. So let's let's just, uh, you know, hope for uh, four days the and win against champions. Yeah, the win against Espanyol on fourteenth of May. Yeah, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. So, Aniket, thank you so much for talking to me. And, uh, you know, just last any last words from you? Yeah, last words are always like, like, share, comment, subscribe. Uh, leave some comments if you have any thoughts about our podcast. Uh, if you want to bash us for something, leave the comments. Uh, we are always available on Instagram, Twitter, at the rate TFB pod. If you have any comments for us, uh, just let us know there. Yeah, and we are available on audio medium like uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, Music, uh, Amazon Music, uh, Ghana. If you're an Indian user, uh, what else, Aniket? Did I miss something? No, no, that's all. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So, good night to to all of you, and see you next weekend. Good night for Sabarsa. For Sabarsa. Bye bye.